This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. This is Green and Gold History. 50 plus years of stories, championships, and colorful characters. This is Ace Baseball. This is Green and Gold History. It's now time for a little Green and Gold History here on A's Cast and a good friend, VP of Stadium Ops, and a lot of you who are A's fans and you come to a lot of games, you know him personally because he's been doing this for a long, long time. Dave Renetti now joins us. Dave, how are you, my friend? You know, I'm basking in the glory of a big win right now, my friend. Well, I'll tell you what is so refreshing to know that you have a landline. Uh, my God, so many cell phones now, and the interviews break up, and you got to call people back. I can't tell you how refreshing this is. It's one of those rotisserie phones, you know, where you, uh, with the cord and everything. It's awesome. Does your cord reach all the way into the kitchen? No, I had to. I had to get extensions to get all the way from the kitchen to the couch here. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> well, tell everybody how long you've been with the A's and what exactly you do for the A's in the Coliseum. Well, um, I always say that I've uh, spent my entire adult life here uh, with the Oakland A's. I started in 1981, so this is my 39th season with the A's. And that is, uh, you, you talk about a hell of a run. It's been a great, great run. I've been through so many great teams and so many great uh, times and great games and just met a ton of great people along the way. So I've loved every bit of it. And your job is just not the A's. Your job is the Coliseum, correct? Well, I focus on the A's and I focus on the A's interests, but I interact with everybody. I interacted with the Warriors. I interact with the Raiders. I interact with the facility uh, management folks. I interact with the police. I interact with BART. I interact with all the entities that uh, that we use at our game. So I um, I have a uh, just a wide range of uh, different groups that I uh, that I deal with on a daily basis. What is it like running a facility like this that has so many events a year? Well, I. Um, you know, when we, we have our annual meetings, I talk to my, you know, my comrades and other, uh, other teams, and I tell them about the things that we go through here in Oakland, and it's, it's unique, uh, I could say that. Um, so, you know, with, with us, we have the challenge of sharing the facility with, um, with different events. Um, and uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a challenge, but it's something that we're prepared for. But uh, it's just different than any place else. A lot of a lot of other um, teams they deal with the 81 or so baseball games during the regular season, and that's it. And we deal with you know our 81 games plus we dealt with you know several Warrior games with their their recent run, and we deal with the um, with the Raider games. And there's a bunch of other events in the arena that happen as well. So we uh, we just 
you know, we roll the dice and we just we take we handle it homestand by homestand and just deal with what comes at us. Yeah, it really is a a remarkable facility if you look back to what it was built for years ago. Now everybody wants their own digs, but back in the day that wasn't the case. And pretty much everywhere you went, you had a you had a dual facility for for baseball and football. And a lot of times the arena was really close. So even though we're the last facility that does football and, and baseball, you can go all the way back to Fenway Park had, had the Patriots and the Red Sox. Yankee Stadium had the Giants and the Yankees. Wrigley Field was a dual facility for the Chicago Bears and the Chicago Cubs. And then it started to get more modern, you know, in the 60s where they started to build it, whether it was here, Candlestick, or San Diego, uh, Atlanta. Everybody had that. Even the domes were like that for the Vikings and the Twins. So even though people look at this now like, I can't believe they're doing it, well, at one point, basically everywhere you went around the United States, the facility was like this. Well, it's mostly, I mean, a lot of it started when uh, Camden Yard was put in, which I think was around 1992 or so. Um, And right after that happened, then you saw a lot of baseball teams have their own baseball-only stadium. But prior to that, a, a ton of teams shared facilities with football um, you know, Philadelphia and Cincinnati and uh, San Diego and a whole bunch of them did. So, you know, now now it's down to us. But but during the time of my you know career in the beginning part of my career, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, facilities shared uh, had shared tenants in there. And I think about your relationship with the fans. So many of the fans know you personally. What is that like when like when I when we put that you were coming on? One guy put out on Twitter, he's Coliseum Jesus. I mean, it's, it's funny, all these nicknames that you have. But what is it like, your relationship with this great fan base? Well, I've, you know, I've grown with them. And I've never heard that, by the way, Coliseum Jesus. That's a new one for me. Um, but um, I've, I've grown, you know, I've grown with these people. So, you know, and I listen to them and I, and I interact with them. And I, uh, you know, we talk about baseball. We talk about all kinds of stuff. And, I, I walk, I'm in my office a lot, but when I walk around the stadium, I'm stopped like every five feet, it seems like, to talk to our fans just because I know them. And, uh, you know, they, they, a lot of times they want to talk about the game. And, and right now it's great because everyone's pumped up about what's going on. Uh, but, you know, they'll talk to me about concerns they have about the facility or an upcoming promotion or what time the gates are going to open on a certain day or, you know, uh, an experience they had at the ballpark. But, I enjoy it because, you know, I've, uh, I just, I, I like the people, you know, the, the thing about the teams are the teams change over the years, the players change, but these are people that have been there since I started. These are fans that they come all the way through. So, you know, they, they've shared with me all the experiences along the way. Yeah. That's when, when you think about all the years that you've been here, as your life has changed, they've watched your life change, and you've watched their life change. That's pretty special. No, it's it's, it's really cool because you uh, you get to know them, you get to know their kids, you get to know you know um, everything about them, and uh, and it, it's not a, it's not a small number that I know. There's I mean, there's a large number of people that I know that uh, they come to our games, and uh, I mean, I'll I'll be out and about in my hometown of Pleasanton. I'll go to a farmer's market or I'll go to the store and. I run into people all the time, and uh, you know they know me as the A's guy. But it's also cool to see him because it's it's just uh, it's great to uh, it's it's a it's a great uh, relationship I have with these people. 
And when you think about the new regime, as you said, you talk to people. This new regime with Dave Cavill and Chris Giles, the way they listen to the fan base, is it far different than anything you've ever experienced? It is, uh, it is more interactive than I've in my entire career here, for sure. Um, you know, we, uh, you know with, with Twitter and, and with the, the social media, it's, it's easy for our fans to reach out directly to everybody. And, you know, a lot of times I'm involved in, in, in responding to people that, you know, stuff will go to Dave or Chris. And uh, if it's stadium related, it comes to me and then I get a hold of the fan and, or someone from my staff gets a hold of the fan. And, and uh, we, our goal is to address things immediately and fix them immediately so that, uh, you know, that we could uh, make sure the fans have the greatest experience here. So I remember when we were in Japan and we were talking about, hey, the Coliseum's changing. There's, you know, the treehouse was the first experience uh, that that we got to see with the change and and this experience, uh, the treehouse definitely worked. And then we got to hear about different things that are going to be going on. What was it like when you started changing Coppola boxes, the Budweiser deck, when, when you heard the changes, what was that like for you, and what was it like to implement it in such a short time? Well, as you know from being with me in, in the Japan, I left to go to Japan in a really key time where everything was kind of coming together. So we really only had a, a little more than a month and a half to do all those projects. And uh, I, was, uh, I was nervous going to Japan and leaving everything, but... My contractors are incredible, and I had full trust in them to get everything done. And they did such an incredible job. They always do for us out there. And uh, so this all started with the treehouse uh, before last season, and it was basically Chris Giles called me in you know middle of the baseball season and said, what do you think about doing a treehouse? And I said, okay. And uh, so the original concept was, was more of like the Disneyland Swiss Family Robinson treehouse kind of thing. And as we delved into it a little bit more, that didn't make any sense. And, you know, it took us a while to come up with, with what we actually ended up with. And I'll tell you what, what a great addition. I mean, we took an area that was dead. There was nothing going on there right now, and it's the liveliest place in the stadium. And, uh, and then this year, you know, there was, it was a daunting task to give us, to give, you know, to have all these projects in such a short amount of time uh, done at the stadium. And, uh, you know, we did it. We knocked it out of the park, and they're all great additions to the stadium. And I feel strongly that other stadiums are going to take a look at it, and they're going to try and adopt some of the things we did here because we, we're cutting edge for sure, and they're, uh, they're going to take these things. And, and as, as you've been seeing, um, our fans really like these destination places and these cool gathering places, and uh, you're going to see a lot more of that in um, in stadiums and ballparks around the country moving forward. Yeah, I'm looking at a stomping ground right now, and I just think back to when I used to bring my kids and they were little and thought, wow, what a perfect place that would have been for parents that have little kids that still want to watch a game and have a libation and, and, and all the different things that you've done. I mean, when you now look around the stadium, as a guy who's been running the stadium – and you look at all the changes. How proud are you of these changes? I'm ex- I'm extremely proud because I have my stamp on it. So I know that um, since I've been there, I put my stamp on the Oakland Coliseum, and 
I think people know that. And but but all the things that we've done are not they haven't been, uh, you know, halfway. They've been full board and they've been great additions. And uh, we put a lot of time and a lot of a lot of resources into getting these things done. And we listen to the fans, and these are the kind of things that they want. And, uh, I mean, I, they've all been incredible, and I'm really, really proud of all the things we've been able to do. Now, I don't know if you can tell us this, but, of course, there's a few more years left in this park. Could we see even more changes coming in the future? Well, I know every year we talk about things that we can do at the stadium. And, uh, you know, we're in initial talks right now of some things that we uh, – that we would look forward to uh, look to do next year. Don't have anything real concrete yet. We did so much this year that uh, I'll be honest, I can't see us matching what we did this year. I mean, there's so much done, but we still want to listen to what fans like, and we still want to take a look at areas to improve, and we'll continue to do that. I would imagine as long as we're in our current ballpark, we're going to continue to to make it uh, you know, better each year uh, by, by doing things. You know, one of the things that I've always been fascinated by is that time of the year where, like, it's monster truck time and the amount of dirt that you have that people really don't see, they don't know about. You know, you rip up the baseball field, football is gone, and you bring it. Do you know exactly how much dirt you do bring in? I have no idea. I just know it's a, it takes forever to get it in there and it takes forever to get it out of there. Um, and, uh, it's there for a long time. It's there for a couple months and, uh, it's, uh, you know, it just, you know, it completely changes the scope of the, of the facility, you know, for a couple months. So I have no idea. I just know they keep bringing truckload after truckload after truckload in. And, you know, it always gets a little dicey because it comes in and then it has to come out pretty quickly because we need to get the, the field in for baseball. And that, usually needs to be done right about the first week of, of uh, March so it's ready for the baseball season. And if we have some serious rain during that time, right after, say, the last dirt show, that's the, the, the dirt all turns to mud and you can't get it out of there. So we've been fortunate over the years to, get, uh, to, to have decent weather to get it all out of there. But it, it can be dicey down there sometimes. I mean, I'm looking at the field, and I know that a lot of opposing teams come in and say turf-wise – the field is one of the best fields in Major League Baseball. It's hard to believe you guys are able to make this field look the way it does, knowing that how much dirt and everything that is here, it's unbelievable. They they just, our, our groundskeeper, Clay, is the best. He's the best out there. He goes through more than anybody else I know as a groundskeeper, and they know where to get the grass. They know the best grass. They know how to prep it. They know how to get the field ready with the you know, take out the old stuff, put in the the sand and everything else they need to do, and, and they do an incredible job every year. And I've seen it done before when I'm doing a Raiders postgame show and I'm seeing the football field being torn down because you now have to build it back for baseball. Isn't it truly amazing also how they do that and how fast they can do that because the way this stadium was built and everything, this is not the modern technology going here. Well, when in uh, when the Raiders first came back in uh, eighty or ninety six, ninety five, ninety six, we had no idea how that was all. This was all going to work because it wasn't a hydraulic system with the with the uh, with the outfield stands um, like they had at the old Candlestick. So it was something that they had to. You know, it's it's very labor intensive. 
and um, equipment uh, intensive to get that stuff in and out. And the whole deal with getting the bullpens out, I mean, the, um, the mounds out for uh, the regular mound and the bullpen mounds, and it's a process. And, you know, going through it back in, uh, in 96 uh, was a real challenge because we never did it before, but there's been years of experience in doing it, and it's, it's a seamless process. It's a ton, I will tell you, it's a ton of work by a, ton, by a lot of people. Um, especially when there's a quick changeover like we have. I mean, we're going to have a baseball game on Sunday, followed by a Raider game on Monday. So there's a lot of people that have to come work overnight to do all kinds of things to get the place ready for football. And then the following Sunday, after the Raider game on the 15th, the same thing happens where a ton of people have to get it back for baseball because we play on the 16th. So it's a ton of work. It's a system, it's, there's a process, there's a plan, and everyone knows what, what to do to execute it. Where do all the stands that come out for football on the opposing sidelines, where are all those stands? They are currently in Lot B, and they uh, rest there in Lot B uh, basically from um, mid-February through August when we have to take them back and forth. But as we sit right now, they're – they're out in the uh, in lot B on the south side of the stadium. And we just saw one of the stray cats that lives here at the Coliseum walking right by home plate. Uh, how many stray cats do we have living here at the Coliseum, and where do they go when everybody's here? You know, I I, I know we have cats. Uh, you know, people have reported the, the uh, possums. They've been out here. We've had... We've had different type of animals out here for years, and they know where to hide. I don't know where they are. They know where to hide. Uh, sometimes they're underneath the uh, stands. Sometimes they're in some of the nooks and uh, crevices of the stadium. But they're smart enough to know when to stay away and when to come out. Yeah, because this kitty just came running by, and I'm like, oh, I think I've seen that one before. See, that's what happens when you do post-game shows and shows and everybody's gone. You get to see what really happens at the Coliseum when people aren't here. Well, as you know, we, like myself and even yourself, we're here when there's nobody here more often than when there's people here. So there's a lot of things that are going on in this place when nobody's here. And uh, sometimes you get surprised by some of the things you see. Well, one of the great things that's happened the last uh, two trips to Japan was hanging out with you, my friend. How much fun have we had in Japan? Beyond belief. It was just an absolute blast, beyond belief. Not the kind we, we can't have. And the that. funny thing is that that, and I told you this, is that we hung out in Japan like you know, constantly, and then we didn't, you know, then we see each other at the games, and we don't hang out at all, and then so we have to wait for the next time we go to Japan to hang out again. So yeah. we'll see when that happens again. Real life gets in the way. Yes, it does. You know what? You're one of the best, and when we talk about great A's. And recently, we just did Green and Gold History with Steve Vucinich. Uh, Mickey Morabito's been done. You guys are like a Mount Rushmore of people who've worked for the athletics, the service you have given. You've given your life to this organization. You truly are one of the great A's. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow here at the Yard. I appreciate you, and I appreciate everything you guys are doing. And uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend. It's going to be awesome. So, Everyone listening, come on out. It's going to be incredible all weekend long and for the rest of the season. Thank you, Dave. Thank you very much. Take care. VP of Stadium Ops, Dave Renetti. He is an A's legend. There's no question about it.
And it's it, it truly is one of the great things about doing green and gold history is when you get to talk to Steve Vucinich, who's been here since 1968. You talk to Dave Renetti, who's been working here since 1981. Talk to Ray Fossey, who played for the A's in the 70s, broadcaster in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, where we are today, celebrating the great history of the athletics and their nine championships and all their Hall of Famers. That's what green and gold history is all about. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.